test out the sound. Testing out the sound. Perfect. Testing out the sound. We're the same level of loud. It's because I'm talking right into it. Yes. We gotta like eat the microphone. Yeah. Okay. I'm, sc- I'm scared of it. Yeah. So I, <laughs> Don't I'm be. Like, we, can, <laughs> we can mark it as yours too if you're afraid of germs. No, Since I'm not afraid of germs. I'm just afraid of making extra sound. Yeah. I don't want you to beat me again. Mm-mm. Like last <laughs> time. <laughs> I'm pretty mean like that. I know. Last time she was like, I swear to God. I swear. Well, welcome. <laughs> welcome back, guys. Hi, everybody. Hi. This is part two. If you haven't listened to part one of the Amy Lynn Bradley go case. Go listen to it. Go listen to it. Don't you dare listen to any more of this one. Until you're done with the previous yeah, one. Yeah, you're going to need to know that. You'll be very confused. So, um, as we've said before, let's not forget, this is Renee. And I'm Mindy. And we sit and chat about true crime. And then at the end, we end on a sweet note and have a have a snack. Or a savory note. You never know. On a savory, yeah, yeah. It could be cookies. could be chips. could, could be anything. Yeah. Nothing is off limits. Nope. We could eat anything. As long as it's a snick snack. Snick snack. Snickety snack. Yeah. So this is our part two. We uh, in the last episode, we talked about the timeline of Amy Lynn Bradley's disappearance um, from a Royal Caribbean cruise. And now we're going to talk about all the sightings and theories that transpired afterwards. What, a, what an awful, yeah. awful situation mm-hmm. for the parents. And it's not the brother. And this was 1998. Yeah. And because this is an unsolved case, obviously, they still don't have closure. And yeah. it is. How many years later? Twenty-four? It's terrible. Yeah. So, let's go back to April 1998. Um, the Just as a reminder, the FBI have stopped, invest like, uh, uh, any official investigation in search for her has been stopped because there's only so much they could do. They couldn't find right. anything. The cruise line was very, un- like, minimally cooperative with the police. Um, so, not, not a lot could be done. Um, but in April of 1998, which was shortly after she even went missing... A taxi driver in, Cura- in Curacao told the family that on the day she went missing, Amy approached his taxi looking upset and asked where she could find a payphone. Brad thought that while they were there looking for her, that he heard her yelling his name while they Weird. were in the area. Weird. And it sounded like it was coming from inside a car. But he went over and checked the car he thought she was the so- sound was coming from, and, and she wasn't in there. They didn't find her. Mm. Now, whether or not this is him imagining it. Heavy emotions grief and wanting does, to hear it. Yeah, yeah grief yeah. does weird things, oh, you know? Oh, for sure. It messes Absolutely. you up. So it could have been in his head. He could have not actually heard her. She could have not been there at all. Or she could have been, and it was just the wrong car. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Um, but that sighting, those two sightings happened. Um, a, it was, I say sighting. Brad's isn't really a sighting. But um, uh, the police in Curacao actually found a body that they thought that th- was Amy's. It was a woman with brown hair, vaguely matched her description. But what actually happened <laughs> was the police discovered it was actually fragments of a bone that belonged to a man. So I don't, I don't know what... Why they thought fragments of a bone. Oh, yeah, we found a body of a woman. It's probably that. With brown hair. A great police work. Yeah, fragments that's weird. Of, fragment, fragments of a, ma- a ma- male bone. Like, that's a big, those are a huge discrepancy there. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, police work great. Which means that when they were searching for her in Curacao, the police were not helpful at all. 
They were just as helpful as Royal Caribbean. Yeah. And I don't want to, you know, maybe they were trying their best and they just were not at all trained to handle anything. But yeah, so that was not promising at all. Later that year in August, um, a Canadian tourist named David Carmichael claimed that he saw on a beach in Curacao. um, He said he saw Amy on the beach with two aggressive men is how he described them. One actually fit the description of yellow. Oh, shit. Which no one's surprised by. Um, he said that he heard the man, one of the men speaking English. No, 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 I mixed that up. Pretend I did not say that. He, this man, David, said that he started speaking English because he's American. Yeah. And Amy noticed that sh- he was speaking English and started to walk towards him. But... Um, he said one of the men glared at her and immediately shuffled her away to a nearby cafe. Weird. Yeah. He didn't know, David didn't know at the time that Amy was a missing person. Yeah. He just thought, what a weird interaction. Yeah, 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 yeah. She could have talked to, maybe it was her husband, maybe, like, uh, who knows what he was thinking. But this wasn't a, it was a weird interaction, but it wasn't alarming to him until he watched an episode of Unsolved Mysteries where she was featured and he goes holy crap that was the girl on the beach that was the girl on the beach and he recognized her actually because they highlighted the tasmanian devil tattoo on her shoulder blade oh my gosh and he's like yep that was that was her she was the one who talked to me on the beach in curacao now police did not this this sighting was the most solid one that was reported like this was the one that, that law enforcement took the most seriously and i see why like that's yeah as a, I would believe him. Yeah, I would for believe sure. that he definitely saw her in Kirikau. Um, He actually, too, he flew out to meet the Bradley family multiple times throughout this investigation to try to help. Wow. He's like, I saw her the one time. Yeah. I don't know how helpful I am, but, like, here I am. I'm here. So sad. That's more help they got from anyone else. Yeah, I mean, it's good on him for yeah. reaching out. In um, early 1999, uh, Will Hefner, he was a former Navy, Naval Petty Officer, he claimed... This one just makes me mad. He claimed he saw Amy in a brothel once in Curacao when he was there. And he claims that he didn't report it because he was afraid of getting in trouble because military personnel are not allowed in brothels. But what happened was, according to him, he was sitting at a table near um, another table where there were two men and two women. One of the men took one of the women upstairs. You know, it's a brothel. The second man went to go get a drink or something or the bathroom, and he left the one w- the second woman alone at this table. And she was close enough to Will and identified that he was American. And according to Will, the second that they were alone, the woman who he described looked like Amy, turned to him, told her his name was Amy. Her name was Amy. Hello. And said, "I need your help." Oh my god. And he he, he was like, "This is this is what makes me so mad." He was like, well, you know, the police are just, like, outside there. Like, you could you could go to the police. This fucking you know, they idiot. Could, yeah, they could help you. And she said, uh, well, he actually, what he actually specified was the naval ship. He was like, you're American. You can get help with the naval. Go to the naval ship and they can help you. Because it's like an embassy at mm-hmm. that point, right? Because it is considered American soil. Um, but she tried to tell him that she couldn't leave. She couldn't leave that brothel. She just, she couldn't. So that was not an option. She needed help in other ways. Like, he needed to do more. And he, the second the other man, though, returned to the table, she stopped talking. She fell silent. She was completely quiet. And he left the brothel without Amy, and he took way too long to report that this happened because he was afraid of getting in trouble. And by the time that he reported it, 
and law enforcement went there to the brothel in Curacao. It had been burnt down for years. <laughs> like, oh he waited God. so long. That was, I believe that that sighting was real. Yeah. I mean, there's debate in any of these sightings, but I believe I that mean, was real. I mean, it sounds like, and I think you know, Will should a trafficking be, situation. Yeah, I feel like he should be uh, punished anyway for not doing anything. Yeah. Because he was afraid of getting in trouble. Get him yeah. in trouble then, because he didn't, he didn't do the right thing. So, anyway, later in 1999, um, the Bradleys were getting more frustrated about how the FBI was handling it. So they started to look at other options, um, which makes sense because uh, private contractors are going to have more freedom to do what they need to do than uh, government entity entities. So um, they raised money to hire uh, mercenaries for hire. They're getting serious. They want their daughter yeah, home, yeah, understandably. Yeah, and these are people, these are scary people. These are scary people, and um, but they'll do what you, they need to do mm-hmm. to get her back, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Bradleys received an email from a Frank Jones who promised them that he could bring their daughter home. He said he looked over the case. He was like, she's clearly being held against her will, mm-hmm. which he's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and he knew exactly how to bring her home to them. He was a former Navy SEAL. Um, he was very experienced. He had a team. Um, so, and he said, too, when he reached out to them, he said, I've already developed some leads over here in Curacao. So I can pick up and do this for you. Um, but, you know, he's, he's a mercenary. He's not going to do it for free. So he, he told them, he was like, if you can pay me, and hire me, I can infiltrate this compound I found where they hold trafficked women. Um, and it's being guarded by, like, an army of Colombian men. But he felt pretty confident that he could get in there. Yeah. So once he was hired, the Bradleys, like, they raised the money, they hired him, they're very, very ho- – this is the most they've gotten from anyone yeah. who's been able to investigate this. So they're, like, super hopeful right now. Well, sure. Frank um, – he tells them, okay, I sent men to Curacao to retrieve Amy. He even sent, like, regular family, like, updates and emails um, on the progress of her whereabouts and where they stand and stuff like that and how the men, um, how many men he was sending in. And they continued to pay him to do this. At some point, he told them, okay, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. I'm going to need to go in there myself to finish oh this shit, up. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. So... Um, hearing that felt good for the Bradleys because they're like, oh, he's handling this himself then. He's not just going to have his lackeys do this. Yeah. This is, we're really, really close. So, um, so like, well, yeah, of course, but it's a lot of money and they're not made of money, you know? So they're like, can you send us proof of life the second you find Amy? Yeah. And he's like, of course. Yeah. So he sends her, them a photo of Amy and it's a, in the photo, it's a little bit grainy. Um, but you see the back of a woman sitting on the beach with hat on and you see a man standing off to the side of her as if he's like guarding her. Okay. So, um, he sends them this picture and they're like, Oh, great. Great. That's her. She's alive. And he's like, okay, but I'm going to need more money for the actual rescue operation. Like we've gotten this close, but now we need to actually do the extraction. Okay. And they're like, okay. This is it. We're going to get Amy back. So they send him the, all, the rest of the money that he needs. After waiting about a week, um, the Bradleys get a call from a former sniper, army sniper named Tim. I don't know Tim's last name. But Tim, Tim calls them. And Frank had hired Tim to watch this house in Curacao. He's part of the, he was part of Frank's the, team. Yeah. And this, is, this house that Frank was like, okay, watch this. He claimed that uh, Amy was inside it. 
So Tim was like, okay, I'll stake out. No, standard. This is industry standard. Um, so he staked out the, the house for days. And then t- Tim, who is no dummy, realized nothing's happening. This is a scam. No, none of this is real. He, like, tell the photo that they sent the Bradleys was staged. Oh it was an God. actress and, an, and another man that they paid to stage this photo. So Tim tells the Bradleys, I'm sorry. I am so sorry. Frank is scamming you guys. He just took all your money. Oh, my God. And it what kills me... <laughs> And all of the like the witness statements like that he collected. Like you gotta be like really. You're the bottom. Yeah, you are like scum. a bottom feeder you, for sure. To take advantage of people that are in such pain. Props to Tim. Tim is up there with Mike. He's probably one of the most helpful people in this case. God, Even though nothing, nothing productive case wise came from. He was able to figure out the lie that was happening and then tell the family so that they stopped getting their hopes up. Damn. What's upsetting to me, too, is that all of these theories and alleged findings that Frank produced, I mean, they were all fake, but they were all sounding so legitimate. Like, I would have believed him. Damn. I would have believed him, hands down. Well, and you want to believe him. Yeah. But not only did they um, waste all their money on this guy, but they wasted precious time. time Like, she's probably, like, they're like, well, she could be dead now then. We could have just completely missed our chance because we were focusing on this, this con man. Thankfully, he did go to prison for fraud, so good. that's good. Happy ending there. Good, good, um, good. In 2005, that was the biggest obstacle, I think, in the investigation was, was Frank. Yeah. Frank the douche. Uh, in 2005, Judy Marrer, I think that's how you pronounce her last name. Judy Marrer um, was a woman who was vacationing in Barbados. And she went to the bathroom in a department store in Barbados. And um, while she's in the bathroom stall, she hears this door open. And three men walk in. And they say, the deal's at at 11 o'clock. And you better be ready to go. You better cooperate. You better not mess this up. And then they left. And Judy's like, well, this was really weird. So (laughs) she comes out when they leave. She comes out of the stall. And she sees that they left a woman in the bathroom who was probably who they were talking to. And this woman was standing in front of the, s- of the sink. And Judy was talking to her. She was like, hi, what's, you okay? You okay? You don't look okay. Um, and the woman said that she was from Virginia and her name was Amy. Now, I, even though this hasn't helped Amy so far, if you ever go missing, every chance that you can to tell a stranger your name and origin mm-hmm. It, like take it like do it for sure amy is again this hasn't helped her so far but like this is the best possible way for people to track you yeah is just tell a stranger in the bathroom your name and you know when you're lost as a kid you tell the police your name and address you know she's doing what she's supposed to fortunately it's not helping but um but judy heard this and she was like oh oh but before she could get any closer to amy those men come back in and there were there were four men at that point that came back in to take her. And then they took her away. She left the bathroom. That's awful. Judy immediately called the cops. Well, but yeah. by the time the cops got there, all the men, the men were gone. They're they were gone, gone with Amy. Like, yeah. you, they couldn't find them. Um, but the FBI released sketches of these, these men that Judy saw and the distressed woman, but nothing came of it. But that was, that was a significant sighting, too. Like, the, yeah. So clearly she is deep into the human... Trafficking. trafficking. God. Um, 
underbelly, which is upsetting. Um, it also in 2005, the Bradleys received a, an email from a company. I didn't know companies like this existed, but it makes me feel better that they do. Um, there's this company out there that matches photos on escort websites with photos of missing women. Wow. Um, Far be it for me to tell anybody what to do with their life, but I will say the majority of prostitution is human trafficking, so take with that what you will. Um, The photo in this email, though, that they sent her from this escort service website resembled Amy. It's a picture of her lying on a bed, and I looked at... The picture looks a lot like Amy, like with longer hair for sure, but it looks a lot like Amy, aged probably about five to ten years. Um... So what they did was to, so her name on the site, I guess, is Jazz, 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 J-A-S. So like short for Jasmine or something Mm like that. Um, And allegedly she was working somewhere in the Caribbean. Caribbean. The, um, yeah, so they they matched it to the pictures of Amy. So they think, they can't like guarantee, but they think, especially in 2005, they think that that was Amy. Wow. Um, They couldn't track her actual whereabouts, though. Which is unfortunate. But the web, they were very helpful. They were like, hey, hey. Yeah, this, I mean. This I, is I probably your kid. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I didn't know that that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it, it makes me feel better for the Bradley's sake, but also not. Oh, because it's like she's alive, but my God. I would rather. Know. So in, in 2010, um, she was officially and legally pronounced dead. But I would have preferred closure of her being dead. Personally, I mean, I said this with the with the Panama case. Yeah, I like, agree. I would rather immediately hear that they were murdered, than hear that she's out there and hu- being human trafficked, because mm. that's so much worse. In this year, in two thousand twenty-three, yeah, she will be turning forty-nine. Oh. Um, which, again, well, my, my my theory is that she is dead, right now. I think she lived longer than than she probably would have liked. But in that business, like, if you think about the, the ages of the women and kids who are taken and put into human trafficking, she's aged out. Mm-hmm. 49 is too old. It's awful. Um, so they probably killed her off a while ago. I would assume while she's in her, like, mid to late 30s. Probably shortly after that. Well, and it sounds like they, some of these traffickers worked on the ship. Yes. That's exactly, yep, that's exactly what it sounds like. And it's, you know, they've probably been doing this for... Yeah. I don't know if some are still doing it. Yeah. You know, now that they've made stricter restrictions mm-hmm. on I think it could still happen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think if you know if you know the new systems, you can get around them. For sure. Um, so here are the things that I believe to be true in this case. Um, there were a lot of theories, especially perpetrated by the um, or perpetuated, sorry, by the cruise line. Theories like she fell overboard. She committed suicide. Well, she told her brother she had plans to get cigarettes the, the next day on shore. So she probably didn't commit suicide because yeah. I don't think you'd plan to buy cigarettes the next day. Um, she was afraid to go near the edge, so she didn't fall overboard. Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't that doesn't hold water. Um, Amy was targeted the moment the cruise started. Like, the waiters. Mm-hmm. Like, she, she was chosen mm-hmm. immediately when she entered the ship. If you are a woman and you are getting that amount of attention from men, especially in this context on a cruise, do not go anywhere alone. Mm-hmm. Stay with your brother. Yeah. Stay with your parents. Even if they say they have weed. Yeah. Even if they say they have whatever it is you're looking for. Yeah. 
you know, because I, I, I have a feeling, you know, they were like, hey, we have ecstasy or mm-hmm. hey, we have something. We have something to make this night more enjoyable. Right. And she was probably like, well, you know I'm what? here Fuck to have it. a good I'm time. I'm on vacation. A good time does not mean need to equal murder. Right. Like it doesn't have to. It yeah. doesn't have to be that. Don't trust strangers. Don't accept drinks. Don't party with strangers. Yeah. I don't care how extroverted you are. Like you need to be careful. You got to let somebody know where you're at. Yeah. Or be it's with someone when who you're, you trust. When you're traveling, when you're mm-hmm. anywhere, yeah. you have to let somebody know where you're at. I I mean, this is, I'm I'm in both introverted and paranoid, but if I were on that cruise with my, I would not have left my brother's side. Oh, for sure. I mean, it wouldn't have been cool for him if he wanted to ma- meet chicks, but oh well. Yeah. <laughs> At least I wouldn't be murdered. You're like, on a ship in the middle of the ocean. Like, yeah. No. You mm-hmm. got, be, be careful, guys. Be careful. Um, The Royal Caribbean staff were most definitely involved, in my opinion. I... The crew staff as well, like the actual crew staff and the entertainment staff hired from Aruba, mm-hmm. all of them I feel like were involved. If if they were not directly involved with the trafficking, they were most definitely involved with covering it up, which means it's probably not the first time. Mm-hmm. Not It's definitely not the first time. There is no shortage of cruise line uh, disappearances and murders. She's just the biggest one that I could think of mm-hmm. to bring awareness to this whole this whole thing. So, like, the family ended up suing them. For good reason. Yeah, um, absolutely. I would sue, too. They lost because they couldn't afford to continue. Oh, well, so you're, you're, like you're suing a huge corporation, yeah. and you're, you're not going to win. You're going to make a statement, but you're not going right. to get anywhere. Um, between the waiters starting to starting off the creep fest at the beginning, and then them, the photographer, willy-nilly losing the photos. Maybe it wasn't his fault. Maybe someone just took them while he did honestly leave them out. But the fact is, the photos were gone. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming they were going to be used for advertising once she was in circulation. Um, the crew refusing to search and alert guests, only looking in inconvenient places. Like, they're, come on. Yeah. Come on. And Yellow is, like, in my mind, he's less scary, but he is this case's Feliciano. Mm-hmm. He is this case's Feliciano, in my mind. And um, he had a reputation with women, and it was a creepy one, just like Feliciano. Like, he made people uncomfortable. He gave people too much attention. And I think it's because he was the one to scout out the next target. And I feel like that was just Absolutely. his job. Absolutely. And it, I mean, it sounds like maybe he did, but maybe he was alluring in some way, too, because, you know, there were, did you say a video of her mm-hmm. dancing? They were with dancing. Him? I mean, obviously, she went with him alone somewhere. Mm-hmm. There was, I, so I watched it. I want to give a shout out to the Mile High Pod, Mile Higher podcast. It's fantastic. That was one of their their episode on this was such a cool deep dive. It had a lot of details I had never heard before. Um, go listen to them; they're fantastic. Um, but they, they talked about and mentioned there are some like date rape drugs that do not inhibit your ability to move around. Mm-hmm. You just have no control of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So what could have happened? Absolutely, that could have been a what? Yeah, the he slipped or something Mm -hmm. and then and that's why her behavior is a little strange yeah like okay yeah he's creepy but i'm still gonna dance with him because i have no control over myself right now. yeah um my my problem with that i like corrected my own theorizing um the timeline she does in between the dancing with him and the disappearance she does go back and smoke with her brother and her brother didn't find anything weird and she stayed in the hotel in the hotel the room um it, I, I think it was, if he drugged her, it was later at, like, 6 when her dad talked to the college students who were like, yeah, he just went in there, he bought her a drink, and then he left. That's when I feel like she was drugged. I don't know how I would personally explain 
why she still felt cozy with him on the yeah. dance floor. Yeah. Maybe he had promised stuff. Yeah. You yeah. know, and that's why Who she knows? was like, all right, well, let's dance. Then you sure. can get me what I want. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what kind of, like, socially speaking, I don't know how wild she would get. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't know what would be interesting and enticing to her. Um, what's weird, too, speaking of the, the video, so Chris, the videographer, had he was willing to give copies of his footage as uh, he was trying to be as helpful as he could yeah absolutely mike mccord remember he was ron's boss he got a copy of the video showing yellow and amy dancing and mike ended up giving it to the fbi um what was weird though is that before mike even did it lou the head of security that smelled like bourbon Mm -hmm. contacted chris immediately and demanded he get the original footage. Chris refused because he assumed the police would want it, right? Yeah. Chris yeah. was Chris sounds like an upstanding guy. He, he was yeah. like, um, no, <laughs> no, I won't. And he told Mike, like, or he told, you know, Mike that uh, he would happily hand it over to, like, the act, not the head of security, but, like, the actual cruise line and the FBI. Like, mm-hmm. if they asked, no one asked him directly except Mike. No one. No one came to him and said, let me see that footage. Except Lou, and he said no to Lou. <laughs> I think that was a good good call on his part. But yeah. Yeah, so we almost never saw a video of Yellow and Amy dancing. Someone wanted them to erase they wanted that to the contacts yeah. that she had with yeah. him. Um, yeah, that's not sketchy at all. Yeah. I... That whole... That whole that whole uh i have like a whole paragraph here about like why were they dancing <laughs> let's dive into her behavior yeah here. i i thought it was weird again maybe it's not maybe it is one of those things that i fixate on that's not super relevant because i'm just not understanding her as a person yeah maybe this isn't weird maybe her family saw this and were like okay she would dance with a jerk because she wa- likes having fun yeah you know like for me if i told my brother that guy's a jerk and then he saw me dancing with him later my brother would be like what the hell yeah for real yeah. like what are you doing? Because you I would then actively avoid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, for you sure. know, she's extroverted and social, wants to have a good time. Maybe she doesn't want to make waves. And they're on the dance floor and she's like, whatever, it's fun. Yeah. It's harmless. Yeah. I don't know. For some reason, when I was researching this, though, I was like, I can't let this go. I it is. I go. mean, it's a weird detail. Why would you do? Why would you do? Whatever. Um, but, yeah, I'd never, I would never go on a cruise. Um, ever. So, Brad has said that the lack of closure... Um, actually gives him and his family hope. Hope that she could still be out there. Honestly, I would find it more haunting. Um, I would prefer to find remains, but that's just me. Um, And as a woman, I would rather be dead than in human trafficking. Yeah, I mean, personally, for me personally. Yeah, Yeah. I don't fault him for thinking this, though. Uh, But, you know, some people are strong warrior survivors. Yeah. And they need to hang on to what they need to hang on to. For sure. Yeah. Just to survive it. While I don't think I would feel the same, I can see why he feels that. Yeah. And, I, and I'm thinking, too, I mean, maybe it's a gender thing. Men don't typically have to be afraid of that kind of stuff. No, and they have no, they probably have never been, you know, intimate. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's so different. It is. It's it so is. different. So, so he could also just be like, you know, maybe she escaped and she's just living in the, in the Caribbean mm-hmm. right now. That's probably it. Whereas a woman looks at this and, and she goes, no, she's property. Yeah. She can't get away. Yeah. And then especially me, like the minute I realized how old she would be this year, I was like, oh, she's dead. She's dead. Well, I mean, they 
They like them. They like the young ones. They like them young. They like that you have a short shelf life. That's which awful. Is incredibly it's, horrible. You know, yeah. It's the, the there are monsters out there. Yeah. Yeah. So I personally, I hope that they find remains soon. I well, I, I hope that there's closure there's for something everybody involved of some kind. Yeah. So that is the horrible conclusion to Dang. this horrible case. I know. That's awful. I know. I want her to be okay. Yeah, I mean... I know she hasn't been okay for a while. If you're Very still clearly. out there, Amy, mm-hmm. I hope that you are hanging on and staying strong. Mm-hmm. And I think we're, we, we're rooting for you. We need to keep talking about cases like this because those sightings were so infuriating because no one knew she was missing. Yeah. That's why wanted posters... And wanted posters. Missing posters. I mean, wanted posters are important, too. But missing posters... Um, that's their entire aim is to familiarize everybody, the public, with their faces. So that if you see something that, that your gut is telling you, oh, that's a little weird. That's a little weird those men dragged her into the bathroom. Yeah, seriously. And then left. Like, if you see something, say something. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Don't be Will Hefner. Screw you, Will Hefner. Who if you see something, say years. something. He waited years to say that he saw her in a brothel. He could have saved her right then. He could have smuggled her to that naval ship and she would have been safe. Screw you. But regardless, pay attention to like things like that. When you hear of missing people, like try to familiarize with I I've got a better facial memory than I do names. So I am more likely to recognize her face than produce a name mm-hmm. for you, but just yeah, just be aware. Be aware of your own surroundings and then like if you feel or yeah, see something anything is suspicious, off, like report it. Do it because it's better that's better than the alternative. Absolutely. It's better. So all right, let's end on a sweet note. Yeah. What's what's your snack today? Um, okay. So I got this. This is a savory snack. A savory snack. And I'm excited. It's uh, I I got it at the store. You want me to open it while you talk? Yeah. It's called um, penne straws. They're like little pastas. They're like little pastas, but kind of like chips. I'm so excited to try these. They look so good. I'm a um, sucker for anything Italian. These look fantastic. Italia. These are marinara flavored. Let's do this. They look great. We'll post a picture too. But they do look like little pastas. They look like little pastas. And it says that they're made with lentils and white beans. Oh, <gasps> they've got protein! And they're gluten-free. That's a plus. Yeah. Ready? Cheers. Cheers. Oh, my God. It tastes like a little pasta. That's better than pasta. Those are delicious. Oh, my gosh. Where'd you find these? I found them at Walgreens. Walgreens! What's the brand again? Vintage Italia. Vintage Italia. Oh, my gosh. You guys, seriously. I want another one. Have some of these. Seriously. And then tell us what you think. Yeah, I'm going to have another one. That's it. <laughs> what would you rate it? That's a solid four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two fours in a row. Yeah. Nice. We're not doing too bad. Yeah. Yeah. This is pretty good. I'm going to keep it. You know what? They kind of remind me of bugles. Yeah, but they taste better. But they taste better. Yeah. And they're shaped like actual pasta. Yeah. 
yeah. instead of like witch's finger. Which isn't, you know, minus a little point because I wish that we could make witch's fingers, but that would be you know, dope. Yeah. These are definitely taste better. I like it. Yeah, these are good. Like I'm happy with these. Yeah. yeah. All right. Four skulls. Okay, well, guys, if you liked this episode, please like, subscribe, review, do all the stuff that you can do to support us. Follow us on Instagram at Cookies and Cream Podcast. Cookies and you Cream. You did it again. Why do I keep doing that? <laughs> at Cookies and Crime Podcast. I wonder if there's a Cookies and Cream Podcast out there. It's probably, it's probably a baking show. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, send us any requests you have, too, for, for cases. We're going to start at some point. We mentioned in the last one, we're going to start reviewing some true crime po- uh, documentaries. Oh, yeah. Which will be super fun. That's one of our goals uh, to filter in this year. Um, so if you have any of those you want to recommend to us. We were just talking about a couple. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a lot on the list. So, all right. Tune in for our next episode. Thanks for cookies and criming with us today. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye.